We'll never be alone because we know we found our home. You know, so many times in here, we have new people come and they say, we feel like we've found our home because this is home. It's God's home, but it's your home. It's our home together. You know, we're really excited this morning through the month of February, as we said last week, we're going to be watching a series of uh, videos on culture, on the culture of C3, on what we're doing, what we're trying to achieve here, what God is doing through C3 globally and right here in Norwood. And there's this great sense of um, understanding of, of where we're going and what we're trying to achieve and a great unity that comes when we understand that together. So we're so excited that we're gonna continue that series this morning with you. And this morning it's actually all about family, funnily enough, as we sing that song. So we're gonna dismiss the band and you may be seated. And uh, we're gonna start this, this next uh, video this morning. So sit back and get ready. Do I say it individually? Like mm -hmm. I'm Kelly and mm -hmm. this is Lauren or? No, yeah. just, just say who you are. I'll say who I am. <laughs> My name's Kelly Tabbitt. And you? I, I'm your husband, Lauren. <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> we're, and, and we're senior ministers in Calgary as uh, well as regional overseers for Canada. We were called to Calgary to plant a church for another denomination. In 1995. In 1995, and yeah. so we just did what we thought to do. We didn't really have the support. And we really didn't know what we were doing. No. Do we now? No. I don't think so. <clears throat> but what happened in about 2003, 2003 or 2004, we started feeling like we wanted more. We wanted to do more. And yeah. that the Lord was calling us to like multiply and grow. And boy, when we found C3, it was like just perfect fit and perfect time. It was 2004 and that the first invitation, uh, you know, shook hands, I said, we're in. And then it took us two years to transition our church after that. But um, that, that adoption process was smooth as silk. When we joined C3, it just felt like we were home. Um, the people, felt like they were our people. Right, and yeah, in the Psalms when it says that he places the lonely in families, yeah. uh, I think that there's something that our heart was looking for in terms of finding our people. And um, I think there's, uh, currently there's a big obsession with finding your purpose, and I think that it'd be better to find your people and then you'll find your purpose. For us, that was the case. As in the life of Ruth, she found her people, said, I'm staying with my people, and she ended up founding her purpose in life. And I think for us, because our purpose seems to be connected with others relationally. And, uh, and we would say, first of all, that C3 was, uh, it was our people mm -hmm. that we found that we could relate to the closest as, as anybody on earth. And, and we would say, we're finally home, because mm -hmm. these are our people. My name's Nathan and- I'm Lisa. And we passed to C3 Edinburgh. We've got one of our cultural personality points at C3 Edinburgh um, is a spirit and a culture of community. Uh, and our heart, and we talk about it all the time, is 
that people should be coming into our church community and feeling immediately, uh, immediately at home. Um, from the very first moment on the street, all the way up the stairs and, and, and into the place of church. It's our heartbeat, isn't it? We know Richard Green at C3 Church in Ryde uh, coined a phrase and it sticks with me, that the thing that kills a church planter is isolation. Um, and so we commit ourselves, we committed ourselves to not be those people. We wanted to be connected in with our C3 family. So, so even from our first uh, six months in this city, um, those years ago, uh, we strategically moved around and met uh, up with C3 pastors and C3 family around. We had a wonderful connection with Pastor Steve and Lisby uh, at C3 Amsterdam, and um, we love them dearly still. Uh, but we wouldn't have been able to, we wouldn't have made it this far without the support of our family here in C3 Europe. In Europe, we've got people who have been running for five or, or seven or ten years, or people who've planted after us, and there's this amazing solidarity that yeah. happens. It's it's not competitive in any way. I wouldn't say. Um, we, you know, we reach out. I have Skype phone calls with people. Um, cry, totally done that. But just. Uh, People taking the time to create a space where the authenticity um, in the relationship can be shown, the vulnerability, the space of vulnerability in those relationships. You have to be able to talk about it as it is. And it is, it's so hard, but so glorious. It's so rewarding and so painful at, all at once. Those feelings happen simultaneously and you can't do it unless you're connected to people. Hola, my name is Penny. And I'm Lisa. And we are from C3 Lautoka, Fiji. Uh, let me just tell you, the first Sunday I came into church, <laughs> uh, coming in on that Sunday, it was, I, I felt like I was just being dragged in. <laughs> I really didn't want to come. But then as I entered, the, seeing the people smiling, they're welcoming us, and uh, you could just tell the, the love was genuine. Uh, Sundays would go by, I started feeling this burden just lifting off me. I started fitting in. A friend of mine, she's a nurse by profession. She's part of uh, the C3 Lotoka worship team. Uh, she came in and uh, she invited me. God really ministered to me through that conference. Uh, the word that was given uh, that day. And I uh, got to know pastors of the church and something that uh, attracted me um, to the C3 family was the genuine love that uh, radiates from them, uh, the genuine care that uh, they showed me, uh, that sort of captured my heart and uh, they started inviting me uh, to the connect groups, uh, Bible studies that uh, usually held every Thursday. Uh, from then on, uh, my uh, spiritual life sort of uh, Gain momentum. Uh, before I came to the C3 family, uh, I, I had actually been separated from uh, my wife uh, almost one and a half years, one and a half to two years. For us, I believe this was uh, a new a start for the whole family. And uh, they were new people. Uh, usually we would get people uh, favoring 
my side of the story or favoring his side of the story. But uh, as we stepped into the, the church, uh, it wasn't like that. They just wrapped us in their arms, accepted us as uh, we were as we came into the church. Uh, they'd say here, first time you come in, you're a visitor. Second time you come in, you're a family. John Pierce. I'm Danielle Pierce. And we're from C3 Church Powerhouse. Oh, the, the feeling of, of C3 is a big global family. And so we've, some of our best friends are C3 pastors, either in Australia or around the world. And then also, I guess what's modeled is that our team here aren't just workmates, but they're friends. So we're doing life together. Some of our team here have been 25 years with us and uh, we've been through all this roller coaster journey together but that's that's really what C3 is about it's about relational leadership I guess the uh, family aspect comes because we care about each other and it's not just about the work role that we are comparing notes with but we actually care about people's lives and their family and their marriage and their health and every time we get together every time we're on the phone it's always about the person you know I can think of one of the great memories or stories of being part of C3 for us is when we first had Pastor Chris Pringle come up here to our church and uh, Pastor Chris has helped us to dream and believe God and we were in a weekend community facility believing to get into our very first rented facility it was called the Green Building so when she came she came and visited it she came and prayed with us um, she wore a green scarf she wore a green scarf and then she she said that she would go away and wear that green scarf and every time she wore it, she'd think of us and pray that we'd get that building. Well, it took us probably another two years and she visited us an, another time. But what was awesome was that she, you know, when she came back for the dedication of that building, God did a miracle. Pastor Phil dedicated it, she was there. She dedicated our little baby Gemma, who was also a miracle. And you know, to me, that's, the, that's that sense of where, although we're in different cities, we're with you, we're praying for you, we believe the best for you, and we celebrate with you. And you know, we, we love Pastor Phil and Chris for really empowering us in our walk of faith. I think we've also learned to make our families a priority so that we don't just sacrifice our families on the, ultimate, on the altar of ministry really learnt to prioritise our marriage, to prioritise our kids, so that our kids grow up loving the house of God. And that's been something that's been modelled and taught and talked about a lot. My name is Kwabana, and I'm a, I go to Hope City Church, Accra. I was born in a Christian home, so I would consider that as being a Christian. But um, in terms of starting to have a personal relationship, I would say about three years ago. Coming to Hope City, the first time I entered Hope City, I just felt a warmth, I just felt family there. People who walked up to me were saying hello, were saying hi. And yeah, it may, f it, at the time, just felt a bit awkward and in my face, but over time I came to see that this was not just a show, and this was really the heart of the people in the church, and when I think about it, the first thing that comes to mind is family. And I'm not just saying it, you know, just to impress, but it's, it warms my heart when I think about coming to church. Um, I remember when I was younger, maybe about six, seven, I would hide under my table, my bed, not to go to church, because I just did not like it. But to go into our world and just let the life and the glory that he brings to our hearts shine through for people to see. 
And I believe that a life that speaks about Jesus, a life that is telling people about Jesus will do more than a podcast will. It will do more than a Sunday preach can ever do because there's nothing better than a family to start making change in people's life. So I never really had a strong, intimate, vulnerable relationship with male figures until being a part of Hope City Accra and just being starting to be committed, going to dinner parties. I've started to have relationships that have moved me out of my comfort zone. I never wanted that, I never really liked that, but now there are friends that I have that I can be vulnerable to, they encourage me, they push me, they challenge me, and I am accountable to. So I really value those friendships and it's, it helps to shape my day-to-day -day life and thinking because these are men my age, my group, who are on a similar journey, you know, just a heart that is committed and trying to figure out what this whole relationship with Christ is about. I'm Greg. Julie. French. French. And we've been a part of our C3 family now. This is our 38th year. And uh, I've loved the journey of just being a part of what C3 has represented with Pastor Phil and Pastor Chris. You know when people say, we're praying for you, they don't have to say, uh, we're praying for you and giving you the detail of what the prayer is, but you feel the strength of the longevity of friendship and you feel the power of that friendship purely because you know they are there for you, theirness. That's the beautiful thing about the C3 family. We have yeah. just so many amazing friends, yeah. With the McIntyres and the Pringles and the Kelseys, they all knew each other in those early yeah, they years. All so that was grew all up together. Which is wonderful, and even seeing them when they get back together again. I mean, nothing's changed, which is great. And having our own families and now seeing our grandchildren, you know, just being a part of that journey of being a part of C3 in the house of God, it's just probably one of the great joys of our life, knowing that our family are planted in the house of God. My greatest joy is my family, and that's probably why I love the C3 family, is I just love my kids. And now to be part of the C3 family, we just have more kids, and I, I love all of them. I think that um, time is likely measured in minutes, but life is measured in moments. The moments in ministry um, that are the most meaningful are the moments that we've had with people in our movement. And some of those moments are absolutely the richest for me. Here's, here's what's miraculous for me that I never thought I would ever have in ministry is friends who you could be absolutely honest and open with without, transparent. without feeling, yeah, transparent, without feeling condemned or criticized. And, um, and we've had um, some significant things within our years that could have could have disqualified us um, from continuing in ministry, I suppose, or continuing even with the movement. I suppose we didn't get our hearts right, and these people would walk with us through. And I feel like the greatest privilege is being able to do not just ministry but life with people. And so when we get together, um, we we do church, but then we do life. And for us, that is one of the the greatest joys of being part of ministry is the lifelong relationships that we've developed. And after we've done our meetings and after we've done our prayer times and prophecy and push away the furniture and then have a dance party. 
wants to be in Calgary. I'd just like to praise God while I'm up here and uh, lift my hands in worship while the uh, AV works for us. Um, in some ways, I've got to admit, I feel a bit strange playing a video like that in church. I mean, it's not preaching, it's conversations about people all around the world. But sometimes, you know, we get into that habit, we come to church to hear the word of God so that our lives are changed and we walk out of here different. And uh, I've tried that and I know it doesn't always work quite that way. But what I think this video brings out for me and hopefully for you is that this idea of who we are as a, a movement and what the culture of that movement brings to our relationship with Jesus Christ is something that should A, intrigue us, I think, and B, excite us. Because that, notice how the whole theme of family resonates around the whole world. And I believe that that's, that's been one of our, our key themes here, is, is to actually be a family. Um, and so there are just a couple of the conversations that I want to hone into before we finish uh, this morning that I want to focus to help us in our local setting. Because one of the things that is difficult that once you've been part of a group of people for a while, you forget what makes you different. You forget that your culture is not the culture that people walking in the door have actually necessarily experienced somewhere else. And often what happens that as you get to know people, suddenly you find there's a blockage there and you wonder what the problem is. And, and often the problem is that you're actually coming from two different paradigms, two different worldviews, because we've come from the culture that we have here, but they've come from a totally different culture, and there are things that are unsaid, which we take for granted, which unless we explain to people, can be a total mystery. And the first one of these is, is something I think that's important that Lorne Tebbett said. He said, find your people and you find your purpose. And I think a lot of people, especially if they've come to us from other Christian churches, come to church with the idea that they have come with something to bring a purpose to the people they're coming to. And I think that this causes a lot of struggle. People struggle with this whole idea. You hear people saying things like, I want my gifts to be used. Or my ministry doesn't seem to be appreciated here. And I think that if we remember that God connects us with people before he gives us a task to do, we wouldn't struggle quite so much with this problem. And I know that there are some churches who don't have a culture of finding people. They actually give you a task and hope that in some way in doing that task you'll find the right people to be with. And so when they come into a C3 culture, and our culture is you need to connect with people, your relationship with Jesus and your relationship with people is actually part of the task that you would be given by God. I mean, Romans 12, chapter 5, says, So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. And I think sometimes we, we have a problem with that because we, we like to admit that we belong to God, 
but we don't like to admit that we belong to each other. I mean, you know, I'm amazed at how many Christians utter that phrase that I hear so often in young children, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> and we resent the fact that anybody else besides God could actually speak into our lives with any authority. And yet, clearly in Romans, Paul's telling us here that we all are actually accountable to each other. The unity of the church depends upon all of us being in Christ. And even though we're so different and we're so varied, we can be united in Christ if we allow him to be the fact or the factor that joins us all together. And so the theory is the closer we are to him, the closer we are to each other. And we can use that actually as a measure. That some people feel closer to God when they're not around people. Anybody ever had that? <laughs> but God calls us to actually check our attitudes and recognize that if we are not close to other people, then we're not truly close to God. Because God cares about other people. I, I, I love that phrase, and I probably use it too often, that when God chose you, he had someone else in mind. Not that he was thinking of someone else, but he chose us to be his hands and feet and mouth on this earth to bring others to salvation. Not for us to say, well, now I'm saved, the rest of you can get stuffed. Because sometimes I've seen Christians who are like that. It's like, I've got my ticket to heaven. I don't care what you do. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm secure. And God actually calls us to be insecure, to actually reach out to other people and be a part of a community. And so in Christ, we discover our calling, what gifts we have, and why we've been brought into this world. And then the Lord joins us with others in the family of God who have pieces of our destiny that we do not have. And that's where people fall down. If, we think that, if you think that God has given you your destiny and it's all inside of you, then he says, you've got another thing coming. Because only together can we fulfill the will of God. On our own, it is impossible. None of us are living life on our own. We are members of each other and our success in life is the success of all those we're connected to. The greatest measure of our success is that others in our world are doing life well. Because that's what, that's what family is about. The second thing that I think we can take from that video is from Quabena, who said, you make friendships that take you out of your comfort zone and make you accountable. Now, that, that sounded strange to me on the surface because often our concept of friendship is that our friends make us comfortable and they don't hold us to account. But true friendships do that because guess what? True friends are on the journey with us and they keep us accountable. 2 Corinthians 1.21 says, And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ. And he has anointed us and he has put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Notice there's a lot of us in there. We are in this together. God works to establish us not just in the church, not just in a good life, but in Christ. But he doesn't do it in isolation. He establishes us with other people who are integral to our journey together in Christ. God has designed our lives so that we are not simply left to ourselves. Who knows that being left to yourself can be very dangerous? Um, I think, no, let's not go into... 
don't, don't be alone for too long. Even those of you who love being alone, um, there's a time and a place for it, but God has actually called us uh, not to be left to ourselves. Because the truth is that none of us will receive an assignment from God that we must do alone. Let me repeat that. None of us will receive an assignment from God that we must do alone. His purposes always call for us to work as a team. And there are lots of different people that he connects us with, parents, leaders, pastors and mentors. And God brings them into our lives in Christ so that they can bring the influence that he's designed to bring into our lives. We've got friends, co-workers and associates that we know are connected with us in achieving the goals God has given us. And it's really, really important for us to recognize who those people are that God's brought into our lives and guard those relationships. There are those that we've been called to lead, to influence and to care for, just like the Corinthians that Paul's talking to in that scripture. And so when we recognize those, who those people are, the part they play in our lives and the part we're to play in theirs, we should direct our time, energy and resources into them rather than wasting our time and resources in pursuits that are not God's will for us. Because who knows, you can do godly things, but they may not be God's will for you. And unfortunately, while we may be enjoying ourselves, God calls it a waste of time. We need to be sure that we are actually pursuing God's will for us. We neglect those significant people to the peril of our own destiny. The devil will attempt to destroy meaningful relationships because it's through those that God accomplishes all his grand designs. Now I want to stop there for a moment because God's designs, God's plan for us on this earth are predetermined by our connection with his son Jesus Christ. If we don't have a personal connection with Jesus, God cannot establish our purpose in life or in our church or whatever we're called to do. So if you are here and you need to take the first step of establishing your connection with Jesus, can I encourage you to actually do that, to think seriously about, okay, if I want to move forward with God, what is my first step? Because we have to take a first step to go anywhere. And if you're online, for you that first step, I would suggest is to press that raised hand button in the chat because we have a member of our team who is waiting to talk you through what steps you need to go through and to guide you through what happens after that. And so if you want to do that and you're online, please press that, that button and somebody will come and talk to you privately about what steps to take. If you're here this morning in person, please come and see the Vicky or myself and we'll be happy to help you move forward with those issues and with that journey that you're you're taking so that's the important first step because it brings you to a place where you've got a family that can actually help you do more than just take a path that God's called you to I think you know we read the Bible and it says take the narrow path and it's not narrow in the sense that nobody else fits on it it's narrow in the sense that it actually only goes to one location and we can actually take our family with us and so that's important that we are part of a family I'm going to ask Vicky uh, to come up right now and we're going to just 
talk a bit about how our family has interacted, not just in our church, but in our community and in some of the other communities around the world as well. So, I can remember um, years and years ago hearing a speaker very early in our church days and they said that um, when God sets you in a family, he sets you in that family as he wills, but your destiny comes out of those joinings. And I remember taking hold of that and taking it very seriously and realising that I hadn't just turned up at this church because I'd just decided to be there, but God had actually set me there for a purpose. And the people that he'd surrounded me with would become part of the destiny that he had for me. Mm. And, and that is exactly what's unfolded. And so we, we don't want to take that joining lightly. Now, that doesn't mean that sometimes God calls you to... I mean, you, you know, you're in a church, sometimes you move churches, sometimes you move states, sometimes jobs take you elsewhere. But don't mess or take lightly what God mm. is doing because part of who you are, part of who you become, part of your destiny comes out of that. Yeah, and it spans generations. I mean, not only are our children, and uh, I hate to admit our grandchildren... Uh, <laughs> in church, but the people that we are surrounded by, their children and their grandchildren are also involved. And so it's not just a question of, of getting together in a church family because there are people that you like or there may be people that you don't like. Um, in your generation, actually, if you hang in long enough, it, it becomes a multi-generational effect. That's right. And, and there's this whole sense of we heard on the on the video about having their grandchildren, Greg, yeah. Greg and Julie French, talking about having their grandkids... Just got to watch they don't play with your microphone. ...in church. Chris had a lot of that this morning as our grandson was trying to grab that microphone. Um, but that's the awesome thing and the exciting thing for us having done this journey for many years is, is starting out by yourselves but then having your kids come on the journey and eventually now our grandkids on that journey and along with us in that a whole number of other families that are sitting here mm. raising their kids in yeah. this church and having those kids go on the journey and their grandkids. And so the story goes on. And so we leave this, this legacy yeah. and, um, and it's exciting. Yeah. And it, taking people on the journey is important because uh, it's like holidays. Uh, who knows that there are some really nice places to go and to see and to visit. You know, you can go to the Adelaide Hills and there are beautiful places to visit. But... Isn't it true that the best times you have there are when you go with other people? Absolutely. And visit? It's not just the scenery that's important, it's actually sharing it with the people around you. The, the best moments uh, when we go camping or, or when we go interstate or, or whether we've gone over in overseas holidays. It's, you know, much as I, I love my wife and it's, w it's wonderful nice doing it together. to wander up and down Waikiki Beach on our own. Going to Honolulu Zoo is pretty boring unless you've got the kids with you. That's right. And so... Um, it's what you do with others yeah. in life. I don't remember walking along the beach much, but I do remember the zoo. <laughs> but is that not true when you think about life and you think about the fantastic things that have happened during your lives? The moments that you remember the most are the moments that you've shared with others. Yeah. It's not what you do by yourself. 
It's uh, always the moments that you've shared that are the most important. 